Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs beat the Pirates 3-2. They keep on rolling. 65 wins on the season, and the push to 70 now continues. I thought we agreed on push to 73. Push to 73. Some wins. people are saying right. 69 as well. You know, baby steps. Right. But whatever, it's all over. They're not losing 100. Not losing 100. And this will be known as what? The West Nesky Immaculate game? The West yeah. Nesky Immaculate inning game? The Mark Ladder Jr. Immaculate out? Bases loaded? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mark Ladder Jr. Immaculate out. Yes. Sean says Wisniewski is the next Max Scherzer. Uh, I'd be pretty incredible if you got that for uh, Scott Efrost. Yeah. No disrespect whatsoever. <laughs> Did a great job. Uh, let's get right to the, to the good stuff. Uh, the, by the way, the pitch doctor is going to join us in about uh, 10, 15 minutes here in the next segment as we talk about young pitchers um, in the Cubs organization. Brendan Miller is going to join us, break it all down for us as, as we all rank them. We told you to rank your guys, who you're most excited about. Wesneski had to get some votes tonight. Like, I mean, the, the yeah, inning yeah. was cool. Like, we looked up and went, wait a minute, was that was – that an immaculate inning? What happened? Well, well, first off, it, what happened? Yeah, I was gonna say, can st- can, uh, can you can hear, hear Ryan now? Yeah, Hold on. am I good? I can hear him the whole time. Yeah, I'm not. Stan, sure. what are you, you're faking me out over here. <laughs> um, Stan in the chat didn't think he could hear you. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. So well, yeah. Anyways, uh, I mean, Wesnesk. Yeah, that inning was about as dominant as you can get. Yeah, I mean that's what the sixth immaculate inning this year. Um, and I can go back and, uh, you know, Jordan Bastion of MLB.com uh, tweeted out the stat with um, in you know, conjunction with Cubs historian Ed Hardig. Uh-huh. Let me find it. Uh, but that's the first. So Wisniewski's immaculate inning in the fifth inning today was the first immaculate inning by a Cubs, star, by a Cubs pitcher since Latroy Hawkins on September 11th, 2004. The other, besides Hawkins, other Cubs on record with an immaculate inning: Lynn McLaughlin, August twenty fifth, nineteen seventy nine; Bruce Sutter, September eighth, nineteen Sutter, September eighth, nineteen seventy seven; and Milt Pappas, September twenty fourth, nineteen seventy one. Okay, I mean, yeah, and if you're wondering immaculate inning, it's you get the all all three outs, strikeouts, nine pitches, just strike, 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 sit down. And uh, Unreal. that's when you know you are dominating a team. Now, again, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not, you know. Well, it's not like they happen all the time. I don't think it matters whenever whatever team you're playing. I agree. I think it's, it's impressive it's no matter yes. what it ha- when it happens. So He was, he was amazing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, Especially in that inning because he, he had the slider going real well. That thing was starting, you know, off the plate and finding its way on the edge or just – Leaving a hitter looking like, why didn't I swing? Because there was a few where it ended up in the middle of the plate, and you're, but they they gave up on it too early. Like, oh, like man. it was he, the slider that inning. Like when you you want to look at the the highlight reel for Hayden Wisniewski for like his you know come up into the major leagues. Like it was sliders like that. Like yeah. they were they were something. It was uh, fun to watch, man. And yeah, you know it's it's exciting to see that he's been able to do this. Early on, because we've seen other guys who've come up and 
you know, Killian gave us a nice major league debut, but then really struggled after that. And I know it's only a few appearances, but like for Wesneski, the league hasn't figured him out yet. And, uh, that's awesome. They I may not see that. Yeah. They may <laughs> yeah. not figure him out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what you hope. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm not getting way too excited cause again, it is the, the pirates, but you know, the immaculate, immaculate inning was awesome. It was, it's fun to see what first time since 2004, like, not like you see that every day. It's one of the highlights yeah. of the season. Yeah, no, for sure. and that was you know, you talked about the slider, Cody, but it's just like seeing that, like especially the lefties, and mm-hmm. seeing it looking like it's going to be just way outside. All of a sudden, cut right back in and hit the hit the outside corner, and they're just like, yeah, well, you put your hands on, like, what can you do about that as a hitter? Like that's right. It it, it you know it broke, and I I remember me and Brendan kind of looking at it when we did our uh, Wisniewski repertoire story and it was like 18.2 inches of horizontal break something like that like it that thing which is apparently good just slides like it, <laughs> it apparently it's nasty allegedly um, good according to doctors who know of yeah. the pitching of the pitching doctors and, of pitching yes i mean yes it's the, it's a pirates lineup and you do i guess have to take that into consideration like it's not like he's facing the dodgers or anything but right i mean just go up there fourth outing in the big leagues against major league hitters and make them look foolish for most of the night. I mean, that was just mm. very, very Brian impressive. Brian Reynolds was the only one who did anything against him. Yeah, Brian Reynolds. I mean, it, we know Brian Reynolds is a – And he's a good hitter. <laughs> I don't remember if he was an all-star this year, but he's been an all-star in the past. Like, he's he's a good player. He's one of those guys that, like, you were surprised the Pirates didn't trade at the trade deadline because he would have probably gotten a decent package back. But he's good. They extended him, though, so I was actually wasn't yeah, surprised. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But. Going into the year, you, we all we kind of thought maybe they would trade him be, just because of where their organization is yeah. at. Like you, just they're getting rid of everybody. It just doesn't. You just don't understand what they're really doing. I feel like they've been rebuilding for much, much longer than the Cubs <laughs> have been. Right? Yeah. So uh, Wesneski finishes six and a third, five hits, two earned runs, six strikeouts. Um, I think he had a couple of walks, but he's only really only had four since he's been up with the Cubs. So two of those four were in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, against the Pirates. Should we take care of who you got before we get to the pitch, Doctor? I was ready to just cash it in on the Immaculate game. Your guy had a nice game, too. Uh, I I had hap That was not. I was not winning tonight. No. Sorry, I was not sorry. winning. Uh, Morell did drive in the first two runs. Um, but the story of the game was certainly Wesneski. And a quality yeah. start. And I yeah, go go back to what I said pregame. Only thir- only twelve times before today had a starter, a Cubs starter, thrown them- themselves back to back quality starts. Wasnaski's the thirteenth, and his only two starts as a big leaguer. Plus, the immaculate inning was just yeah. Before the that, it even thing. happened. I it was, think it was his dominant. <laughs> I think when Morell ha- drove in the first two runs, the thought was. Well, Wisniewski's going to have to go like seven innings and maybe get a shutout. But the immaculate inning is definitely a bonus play. I I would say Ryan probably wins tonight. I just saw the look in Ryan's face staring at you as you tried to give Morell a little argument there in no. the beginning. I know you were going to vote for Wisniewski, but he was just staring you down. It was hilarious. Hey, my guy also had a walk, too. All right? <laughs> he did. He had a walk, and, and he did drive. I mean, without the two runs, they don't win. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying. I mean, he was the next best guy on the on the team for sure. But like, if if you ask somebody right. tomorrow who the star of the game was, people would say Wisniewski. Fine. It was close. There's so little game left in the season, and this is this is this is where Cody collapses, Luke collapses, and <laughs> I run all the way back from third place oh to take over the God. to take the who you got for the season. He's talking trash when he's down. All right, I haven't been talking trash all still season. Still in last place, aren't you? Yes, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. Well, I mean, there are the plenty of, of other people in last Of the place. three of us, yes, he is. Plenty. But it's plenty 24 to 21 to 20, so. To one and a half. Yeah. To, well, to two to two to one and a half. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, I'm on the board. It, Brent, Brendan's here, huh? Brendan Ready is, to go? is. Pitch Doctor's here? I'm here. We got to work is. on the intro. We got to get some music next time. And some what happened the to graphic. the graphic? The, pitch the graphic, graphic, the lab coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to dig that I out know. again. I know. I think Ryan's trending up, by the way. I think he may take uh, who you got by the end of Thank the season. You. Well, I know. You're, we know that you're biased because you guys co write articles together. <laughs> I'm like, not. We biased, know. Those... I, just, I just speak truth. 
Luke. I just huh. have a good feeling about this. Those huh. are completely separate from who you got. Like, yeah, very objective would, in who you, you got. You know, I always yeah. wear a hat on this show, but I'm very like. I care a, a lot about my hair. I just need a haircut, and that's why I've been wearing a hat more often lately. But, Brendan, your hair is looking incredible. And as a, as a hair you. guy, wow. yeah, is there some I, sort of product? I have to the product give you, give you, uh, you know, props to that. So I feel like like you can be the pitching guy with Ryan, and me and you can be hair guys together. You know, Let's I mean? go. Yeah. We, can, we can work it like that, Cody. I'm more than happy yeah. to do it. Kevin, Absolutely. Kevin, do you realize this is schmoozing right here? He's now Cody's playing up for future votes because he sees that Ryan. <laughs> I think, I think Cody and Ryan are going to finish one and two, and who you got? I think Luke, you're destined for last place. That's oh, how it's going to work out. Oh man! Oh, no. Do we still have his audio? Do we still <laughs> have Brendan's <laughs> audio? Is there. he still there? Yeah, cut me out. I hear him. I hear him. Uh, okay, Mister Hare, what did you think of of Wesneski when you were watching him? Like, I I know you were the the 18 inches of break had you going on Twitter again tonight. It did. It did. The, the way he went about lefties was very different than what we saw in the first three outings. He used his four seam way more, uh, used more change-ups and cutters in the early going. And that was kind of the, I guess, concern, if you want to call it that, of whether or not he can be you know, a durable five, six-plus inning starting pitcher every fifth day is the ability to attack lefties. You know, Ryan talked with Daniel Moskos about this. We wrote about this. And Moscow said, you know, he may go a little bit cutter, may go change up. Wisconsin said he'll, if he's using that change up, he's dominant. He used the word dominant, which I love. And you saw a hint of that tonight. So this is just like he's exceeding my expectations, I think. The ability to showcase five pitches early on, have two consecutive starts of going deep into the game. I mean, what else do you want from a Cubs rookie starting pitcher at this point? The swagger is there. Oh, right. Yeah. Swag is there. He, he, he I mean, almost I've celebrated. He's a pitcher that that like you know confident with that psycho attitude it's, it's crazy i mean he he almost celebrated that one strikeout before it crossed the plate mm-hmm. like yeah, it, yeah in the fifth it, right in the fifth like like he was pointing started, at whoever in the dugout like yeah it was it, it was, was javi-esque in the world baseball classic where he's pointing before he plays <laughs> the tag on a little bit right yeah, yeah. you could I just read it. it from him on the mound that he knows what he's doing out there and he knows he's good at it yeah, well, yeah. He's, I mean, what did he say the last uh, right before the start? Something like he just wants to fill fill the strike zone. Yeah, it was some mm-hmm. something like that. He, you know, like throwing strikes. You know, staying in the strike zone is going to be the best way to you know stay up here as a big leaguer for the long haul. Which is which is true. If, if you're throwing strikes, I and mean, you know you tip your hat when guys beat you, but if you're filling up the strike zone more often than not, you're going to have success versus obviously walking people. So. Um, no, and another good outing from Wisniewski, and as only four, and this this little chunk of the season is not going to tell you what he's going to be over his career, but he looks he looks good. Like he he looks like a a building block that if he's back up to start next year, you kind of can hit the ground running and see what he could, what he's made of over over what can hopefully be one sixty two. Hopefully, um, you know, even if it's a little break there at the end of the season, like with uh, what's happened with Steele and Thompson, but. Um, you know, Did having, he lose I don't know where he went. There he is. I'm um, here. I'm here. Don't worry. Just seeing Wesneski be successful right now. Um, definitely gives him confidence, gives the Cubs some confidence. Just, just, yeah, that, that, this, is gonna, this is all confidence building right now to end the season for everyone on the Cubs right now. I guess now. that's like the main thing, right? Like we keep, we said over the last few shows that, you know, whatever happens with what other, whatever player, it's not going to really impact their role for next year. Uh, maybe some other guys that you could ch- maybe argue it, but, like, we pretty much know what we have going the offseason. But seeing guys finish season strong, seeing, this, seeing guys finish the season strong yeah. is good for their confidence going into 2023. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said in pregame, you know, if he – pitches well tonight which he did and then he gets another start or two like and he pitches well as those like that confidence can will be sky high going in the off season you know so at least at least we'd have that you know yeah but when the trade was pulled off before you really dug into his age his stuff what they thought about him in new york raise your hand if the first thing you thought was what is jed doing what what are they thinking why would they trade efros 
I'm guilty uh, as charged. I'll give it like I give it like sideways. Before I looked at anything, I just saw yeah. it for us. I was like, what? Well, yeah, I'll, okay, yeah, I was like, because you were like, he's young, he's one of your good relievers. Mm-hmm. You can't get rid of good players right now. It was right. a, it was a surprise move yes. for sure. Definitely something that no one really expected. By the end of the day, I was totally yeah, fine yeah, with it. Yeah. I'm just saying the initial reaction. Yeah. You see the trade yeah. come the across. The moment you saw the tweet, I think from almost Rosenthal every Cubs fan was like, yeah. "Well, wait a minute, Efros is a guy I thought was going to be a piece of this moving forward." Yeah, right. and but that's it also why- made you think that trade must be so good, right? Because you're giving yeah. up six years of team control, and so instantly it's like, "All right, so who is the starting pitcher we're getting back?" So there's a sense of mm-hmm. like, "What is going on here?" But in a in a good way, I think for you know me and several other people as well. Yeah, yeah, and I also think it's a reminder. To Cubs fans this offseason, which we expect to be very active, whether it's spending or trading or whatever, wait, give everything a time. Like sometimes you don't know what you're getting back, and you might be trading away a guy that you think is a piece of this future. Yeah. But the guy in return can always make you feel good about it sometimes, too. So yeah. this, this one seems to be working out, or it's very early, but. Mm-hmm. The risk is is certainly worth yeah. the possible reward. What we've right. seen so initial, far, initial initial returns are impressive. Even just just to just to uh, I guess theoretically put out what he projects, which this is no zips or whatever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Streamer, whatever. You know this what I'm is about. this is Dell Metrics. This is me. This, this is, is Dell Metrics right now. This is well, me you're just an analytics talking. guy, Cody. So yeah, you, you yeah. Yeah. Analytics guy since my birthday this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> say say he gives you, you know, f- they have five years or well, it would be four years of control after this for Efros, right? Mm-hmm. For Efros? Yeah, because oh. this was his rookie year. So he'd have, they would have four more years of Efros. And say that Wesneski, you know, doesn't start the year as a starter next year, but eventually becomes a starter midseason if there's an injury, something, or someone just isn't performing and they just say, we're letting you go. And then he is the starter for the next few years, and he gives you thirty starts a season, and he's healthy. Then I feel like you can then say that the Cubs have got the better part of that trade because I think anyone would rather have a starter who 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 is young, like like he is, mm-hmm. rather than a bullpen guy yeah. who, yeah. honestly, the Cubs just completely changed right, and he came out of nowhere. And, again, I think Efros is great. I think he'll probably help the Yankees win a lot of games. That's not to say that he's not a good player. But I think if in the future, in two, three years, if the Yankees haven't developed an, another pitcher or something, they might they might miss the fact of not having Wesneski yeah. if he is performing for the Cubs. Sure, and if he helps close out a World Series championship, they won't care. <laughs> true, just like the Cubs true. don't or just care about Chapman and Torres. In the World Series, one way or the other, closing out by right, starting. Right, right. Yeah, if the, Yan- yeah. If, if the Yankees win the World Series this year, then they won't care. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to this um, talk about the prospects or young players, I should say, in a second. Real quick uh, promo reads. Uh, Green Ridge Farm, a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option, makers of all-natural deli meat. Sausages and their famous meat sticks. Oh, yeah. Perfect for tailgating. Our first Bears tailgate here for CHGO coming this uh, Sunday. Going to have a DJ. $34 covers your beer, your booze, uh, the DJ, uh, pretty much everything, right? And uh, you can still get tickets for that at allchgo.com. Check it out. Great deal. Uh, I know Cody and Ryan are definitely going to be there. And it, the spots are starting to fill up, so make sure you get active on that. Uh, these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours. 16 grams of protein per stick make a perfect post-workout snack. They come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. Delicious because they're made from recipes, generations in the making, and being all-natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, the meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. By the way, if you're going to the tailgate, you're going to also want to consider game time. Game Time Tickets, the hottest new ticketing site. 
that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you never could buy. You won't find a better deal on Bears tickets. You won't find a better this season on maybe Cubs tickets. Maybe you want to see Wesneski try and pitch one more time if that falls in line. Created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. That's a big deal. Guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. Help support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Uh, before we move on, I, I love this uh, comment from Nikki B. First time catching the show live and not on Spotify. Woo! Love the show. Great first season, CHGO Cubs team. Can't wait to finish the March to <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tune in on YouTube. Uh, you know, we always we always love if you guys can't watch live that you tune in, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, wherever. But the U- I think the YouTube show, the live show, is uh, – it's where it's at, man. Yeah, how many likes do we have right now for that? Because we I got, feel with the pitch doctor here, we should have a few more. Not yeah. enough. We got 16. We, and not we got enough. 43 it's not watching. enough. We had so Immaculate Inning. We should have 43 inning. likes if we got 43 people yeah. watching. Smash man. the like for the Immaculate Inning. Smash the like for me and Brendan being on the show for the second time ever. Same <laughs> time. Co-authors. For Brendan's hair. Co-authors. Yeah. For, <laughs> for uh naked guy who knows who we are now. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the biggest yeah, news that we can probably I said earlier on the couch that that should be the, the breaking news that we break whenever we started the show, and we completely forgot because we were so excited that Brennan was coming on yeah. the show. Yeah, Sean from uh, White Sox mm-hmm. was out on the deck, and the guy's <laughs> like, hey, are you guys doing a podcast? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and we might this, call we you have, naked uh, guy because you're always out there in just a pair of shorts that look <laughs> like they're not on. <laughs> We have uh, Max Bay in the comments. So you know, you guys know Stuff Plus that you know Sarah talks about all the time, like the big like stuff creator, right? If you if you've ever seen that, Max Bay created that. So we have like a baseball stats celebrity in in the oh, channel here. Okay. So we went to uh, grad school together, so well, that's pretty cool. What's up? We'll, cool. we'll try to sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that makes yeah. I got the pressure's on me. I got I got to be on my A game over here. And that means Max is an actual numbers guy, yeah. not just yeah. a made up one. A real yeah, numbers that, guy. That, yeah. yeah. But like he doesn't P- know Dell metrics. Right. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't. True he, there. Yeah. he doesn't know facts, F-A-X. <laughs> F-A-X. <laughs> Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so we asked in the pregame show, how would you rank your excitement over the Cubs' young pitchers? Meaning one through five, think about the young pitchers they have not. We don't want to talk about guys that aren't on the 40-man yet or were just drafted. We want to talk about guys that have Pitched for the Cubs so far. Thrown a ball at the major league level. I went with, and here's some of the names we were talking about. Steele, Keegan, Wisniewski, Hughes, Estrada, Killian, Alzali. We didn't think of Alzali at first, but then I was like, wait a minute. He's, you can't leave him out of the conversation because he broke into the big leagues faster than these other guys. Yeah, yeah. He's been there. He's still 27. He's, he's the same age as Steele and Thompson. I went after a great season. I decided to go Steele first. Thompson second because they've done it. They have the biggest sample size this season. They had the longest sample size this season. After today's game, I thought about, after the immaculate inning, I almost moved Wesneski ahead of Thompson. But he hasn't done it as long. And don't forget, Thompson was great in relief last night, too. Whether it's reliever or starter, I think there's a spot for these guys. I put Alzali fourth, but again, he's had a lot of success, too. And if you, I, Joe Girardi just said it the last time when he was pitching. He said, if he can get four or five right-handers out in a row, that's a weapon. Like, that's something yeah. alone. Like, yes, he could still add pitches and improve on things like Steele and Thompson have this season, but he's already showing you he's got something if he can stay healthy. And then, I, for me, Estrada's stuff has been very impressive, too. And he's the youngest out of that list. When you look at see, he's only 23. And you think, well, where was Steele at 23? Where was Thompson at 23? Where was Wes Nesky at 23? You realize this guy's got a lot of room to grow, too. And already, 
the, the stuff is there. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a pitch doctor. <laughs> That's just the way I look at it. But I, I do say this about the list. I'd be okay with almost any ranking you wanted to put in that yeah. list of one through five. Because I think it's, it's very interchangeable for a lot of different reasons. So what did you guys want to do? Yeah, um, so I, I mean, I could just read my list. And if, Kevin, you could just throw it back up on the screen. But, um, you know, mine went Steele. Wasneski, Keegan, Alzelay, Hughes. And I, yeah, I stuck with Steele. We talked about it on the pregame show a little bit, but I stuck with Steele because he's doing it. Like, he's, we know who he, we know what he is. He, we've seen the improvements all season that have stuck around. Um, and at this point, he's locked down a starter role next year. Like, there's pretty much no question, no denying that. Like, he's locked it down. And so I, I said it earlier, but I, kind of took, like, most exciting or, or you know, I, I took it in a different direction. I interpreted interpreted it. Interpret? Interpreted? My interpretation. It. My interpretation. Yeah, there you go. Well, there we go. I can't say words. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this is why I write. Uh, I, <laughs> then I have to talk. Um, but, no, but my interpretation was that it's, it's not the guys that excite me the most, but the guys that have, like, given me the most confidence at this point in the season. Yeah. And for Steele to be – a hard yes on do, do I think he's in the rotation next year? Like hard yes on that. Like I think that's number one most confidence I have in any of these young guys that are still kind of getting their feet wet in the big leagues. Um, and then I went Wasneski. Wasneski and Thompson could have been two or three either mm-hmm. side, either way for me. Um, but I think both still have – like obviously Wasneski's so early in his career that we really don't know what his role is going to be. Keegan is still like – He's had so much more success as a bullpen guy than as a starter. We don't know if he's a starter in the future. Whereas I think Hayden, I think, I think Wesneski has at this point maybe the potential as a starter maybe higher, which is why I would put him above Keegan. Um, and then I ended with Alzelay, who has some of the best stuff if he can command it, control it. Um, and Brandon Hughes uh, has just had a great year. And outside of just being a really trustworthy reliever in that bullpen, He's been he's a lefty like he's he's a he's one yeah. of the few lefties that David Ross has been able to trust throughout the pitching staff not even just in the <clears> bullpen <throat> I mean I'm trying to think I mean Sean Newcomb was one um, I can't even think of many other lefties that have been in the bullpen at any point this year um, but Hughes came up and he, in his rookie year and he's still he's still locking things down I mean he did it yesterday I know he didn't make it out of that inning today but. Um, or it was two days ago was when he got that save. But um, he didn't make it out of the inning today, but he's been really, really good this year. And that's, um, he's my number five right there, which is, like, crazy to think. I wouldn't have told you at the at beginning of the season that Caleb Killian wouldn't be in my top five of, like, pitchers I'm very excited mm-hmm. to see next year. Yeah. I, I, I would have thought Caleb Killian was going to be number one or two. And I think that's a good way to approach it, too. I kind of did the same way. Like, I kind of took the question and added – my excitement level, like, so that pushes Wes Nesky up after today. And also the eye test of what I've seen. So it's kind of a combo of the two. Um, at Rhonda points out, so far we haven't seen Assad on the list. It's another guy you could add to the list and say, maybe he's a piece. Yeah, that's true. Um, so mine, really, mine, the only difference between mine and yours uh, is I have Killian instead of Azalei. And I put Estrada instead of Hughes. If you were going to, and you got Wisniewski above Steele, and I do have Wisniewski at number one, and that—that's not recency bias. I just like it because I like I'm more excited about him because he's just younger than Steele and Thompson. Mm-hmm. And again, that doesn't mean that I think that he's better than them two, but I just think there's a higher ceiling there. I think there's more to be excited about. I think that he is someone that has a lot of potential to be in that rotation op- opening day or at some point next season. I know Steele has made huge strides, and he's 27, and he looks like someone who can go out there and shove six, seven innings down someone's throat. Um, and he proved that this year, especially f- from June on. Um, but I don't know. I just I feel different about Wisniewski. So that's why I ranked him number one. So – uh, but that said, I'm I'm really excited about the top three. Killian still has a lot to prove, right? Like he had that great opening day, or not opening day, but uh, major league debut, and then since then he's had big command problems, and that's why he hasn't made it back to the majors. 
I, and that the thing that scares me is like when they got him, that was something they said that he didn't have a problem with was command. So mm-hmm. I don't, I have no idea really what's been that issue. Um, as someone who doesn't watch the minor leagues on an everyday basis, like a lot of people that we know and follow. Um, but hopefully this off season, they can get that figured out or something. But the, again, he's still, he's still part of a major trade. And I, because of that, I, the Cubs are going to continue to give this guy a chance. So I'm not out on him. And because he's young, I, there's, a, there's a lot to like there. If he can find a way to get that command back, and he can be just as disgusting. So, uh, yeah. I'm, and I didn't even get to Estrada, man. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but, okay. All Estrada, right, I mean, he's just yeah, really I say, young. I want to hear, like, I wanna hear the you know, pitch doctor. I want to hear the pitch doctor break it, break it down. And, and after that uh, – We'll talk in about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, give me three hours. I'll spend an hour on just Wisniewski alone. Uh, but I agree with a lot of the comments here. A lot of people said that, as Cody said as well, Wisniewski and that ceiling, right? So if we're going to look at this, let's say in a three-year window, you, I feel as if you kind of have to put Wisniewski number one if you want to play the high ceiling. That slider is just no joke. Uh, I mean, from 18 inches of a horizontal break, we joke about that. That is, that's crazy. That's going to grade mm-hmm. so well on any stuff creator, including Max's stuff plus or Cameron Grove's stuff creator. It's one of the best pitches like as a starting pitcher. Then you see compared with Justin Steele, Wisniewski already has more pitches developed. So with Steele, he's gone through this development process throughout the last two months where he has two fastballs now he has more of a cutting fastball which he goes down and into righties and he has more of a straight fastball up and away to righties and then he finishes with a slider that's kind of all he has right now so he for me to pass Wisniewski would need more pitch types a change up he's shown that he's shown sinkers as well curveball uh throughout the past couple years although that's basically not in his repertoire at this point so if we're looking just at like bulk number of pitches, Wisniewski is already there. What Steele has that Wisniewski doesn't is the major league experience. So as a result, he probably deserves to get that first chance because you can rely on him going every fifth day. And Wisniewski, you may have an innings limit. So in the immediacy, maybe Steele, but long-term, I think it's Wisniewski. And it's it'd be hard to make the argument at this point that it would be Steele over Wisniewski, although he's had like dramatic improvement. At three, Keegan Thompson. Uh, I actually debated putting Keegan below Estrada. Uh, the reason I Keegan's been awesome. The reason I may have put Estrada over Keegan is because think of the value teams have having, have had to give up to get a high leverage reliever over the past five years. Cubs did it with Chapman. Yankees just gave up Wesnaski for Scott Ifras for a six years team control, and so for Estrada, he could be that back end of the bullpen guy has a lot more work to do, get familiarized himself with the sequencing, the environment of a high lever situation, the command perhaps, but that forcing fastball when it's thrown with that type of rising uh, action that induced vertical break and that velocity is one of the best fastballs in the game. So like Wisniewski, you play the ceiling there and you assume the value at his peak is going to be much greater than Keegan's despite the multi-inning rule. And it's not to knock Keegan, it's in fact to use as a way to kind of boost up uh, Estrada's value. And then fifth on this list is Alzali. Injuries are my main concern. The uh, pitch development has been um, pretty rapid over the past three years, but still clearly an area of focus. The curveball, perhaps, is something we'll see as the year goes on. He has two unique slider variations now. That's new. We didn't see that last year. But really, the health and his ability to stay on the field for an entire season has not been proven yet. And so that combined with the fact that he has to develop more pitches and get comfortable, I think he's uh, fifth on the list. So I guess my question about the Keegan versus, um, was it Wisniewski? Who are you comparing? Estrada. No, versus Strata. Yeah. When you say a high leverage guy, a high leverage situation, you're all, you're basically yeah. referring to the end of the game because Keegan is is already proven that he's a high leverage guy, right? Like he can come in when you sure. need an out bat and then give you another yeah, inning or yeah. two if he has to. Like, yeah, so, I, mean, I don't want to like, eliminate if, him from that possibility either. Like, I feel like he could almost do anything for the Cubs. For sure, and he's kind of this like new modern hybrid pitching weapon. So it, it remains to be seen what his value ultimately is in the market. For Estrada, what I mean by high leverage guy is someone who misses bats. Mm-hmm. No contact, no Luis Gonzalez, game-winning World Series-based hits. I don't want any contact. And Estrada <laughs> is that guy in the ninth inning. I don't want to go out and watch like the Cubs 
almost kill me in a World Series game by giving up any contact. So in my mind, it's Wisniewski for eight innings. You bring in Estrada and you sweep whomever the Cubs play in the World Series in four games there. So that that's what I mean just, by high leverage in that moment. Yeah. You just compared him to Mariano Rivera? Yeah. <laughs> in a bad way, too. Not in a good way. Where's the spray bottle? We got we to get, get someone in California out to go to go over Brennan's house and spray him for us. Cause yeah. It's a long Well, I mean, that's what I, I mean by that. Just, like, limiting yeah. the contact. I hate I hate giving up contact. Yeah, and I, th- I think the way we kind of structure, like, obviously you and Cody picked Wisniewski. Luke and I picked Steele. Um, and I think the way we look at it is just – Steel's floor has proven or appears to be higher at this point just because he's yeah. done it for so much longer. Uh, he That's a good was, way of putting it. Yeah, for sure. And whereas Wisniewski's yeah. ceiling is probably higher mm-hmm. and the floor could certainly rise the longer he pitches. But it, I think right now I'm looking at it as like Steel's floor is up here. Wisniewski's is for not sure. there yet, but things change obviously. It's, the it's longer, a matter right? of how risky you want to be. If you want to yeah. be risky and like bet all of Cody's bets, then that you pick Wisniewski. So <laughs> that's how it works. Would you guys be surprised after what you've seen now? I mean, we're talking about him potentially as the most exciting young pitcher the Cubs have right now, at least at you know the major league level. Would you be surprised if he's not in the rotation next year, no matter who they acquire? Wisniewski? Yes. Have, have, you, have you gone to the part where he's more likely to be in the rotation than Thompson, despite the Tom, that Thompson's been good too? Yeah, I haven't had a, it, it just hasn't been enough yeah. of a sample. But the only way I, that I think that he ends up in the in the rotation is if he just comes out and has an insane spring. Like if they actually yeah. give him yeah. the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I would and yeah. like I you could talk me into especially if like they get a top end arm, but just one, and then you know they're gonna it's gonna be whoever that is, Strowman, and you know they're gonna start they're gonna put Hendricks as, you know, in there somewhere. And then we, you know, and Steele. So that's four. Yeah. And then, you know, we've talked about Drew Smiley, you know, Thompson. Like, there's there's options. Like, I don't think we can bank on it. I think we have to wait until once free agency has passed, like the major free yeah. agent. I, yeah, I think at this point, not knowing not knowing exactly who's going to be on the team, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Wisniewski's not in the rotation next year. Yeah. Just because, again, it's, it's I think, if he sticks out in the rotation the last – Two or th- whatever, three times through the order, it's gonna. I think he's gonna end up if he doesn't. If he does, if he stays in the rotation to end the year, he'll have like six outings all season. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not saying he'll end up back in AAA next year, but it may be somewhere where like they have Stroman, he- a healthy Hendricks, hopefully Steele, of course. Um. If they go out and, and sign a, a free agent, a front line starter, that's obviously a fourth and then fifth. Could end up bringing Drew Smiley back, like on a on a. They're gonna they yeah. potentially could have so many guys that they could go to like a six man rotation. I guess I yeah. I don't but know I, that I see just, it. Like I just don't see them doing that. Like no. it's not like really part of like this age of the of baseball, right? Like, right. Look I mean, in my the, in my perfect world, you get two pitchers outside the organization through a trade or free agency, and just solidify that that rotation. That may mean Keegan and Wisniewski to the bullpen just to limit that volatility while still giving those two guys like 120 plus innings in long relief and you know swinging in starts maybe every you know 15 days or so. That would be my preferred outcome, but. Uh, there's a lot to be seen in free agency in the offseason. But if the season were to end today and they only go out and get one starting pitcher, I think Wisniewski starts the year off in the bullpen. Uh, but he's the first guy to get that slot, that shot if he does want to um, you know, force himself into the rotation. Sean says Bieber, Steele, Stroman, Wesneski, Hendricks. I could live I'm with that rotation. With I could that's, live with that rotation. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not, that's Brennan not did say trade, so... Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, that could be one too. Also, like if you're saying that list of guys, and you're automatically going to say, "Well, Keegan and Wesneski to the bullpen." Well, if you're getting a front line starting pitcher, you might lose one of these guys. Like I, we just went through a big list of young pitchers, right? Whether it's Alzali, Estrada, Killian, Hughes, like all, you went through all these guys. If you're trading for a front line pitcher, you're probably going to lose a pitcher going the other way. Yeah, I mean, you're a, signing a Otani, guy. or you're trading for Otani, too. So we keep forgetting Otani will be mm-hmm. in the right. in like four months. So Otani, so, we're going to somehow keep Nico Horner. So it's Otani, Bieber, oh, Rodon. Tonight, <laughs> we're not talking about Nico leaving the Cubs for that. that Nico will stay, <laughs> so we'll get Otani. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I mean, it's been uh, it's just been fun to see the Cubs build pitching, no matter how they've yeah. done it, whether it's trade, it's really the, some of their own guys. It's really the biggest. You know, I know Nico has been the brightest spot of this season, but like yeah, yes. the pitching has really been because it was for so long there was none, right? Like we like year after year they talked about it, like the whether it was people like us doing podcasts talking about how they couldn't develop pitching or other people in the media or just fans, like just how they couldn't do it. And like this year they have proven that they can do it and there's more. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to yeah. be more. Well, that's so, the thing. Like, yeah. And, and the exciting. one guy we were most excited about going into the season, if you said <laughs> pitching prospects, it, it was not Steele. It was not Thompson. Uh, most people said Killian. It was Killian. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's yeah. what I said when we were going down our list is like, Again, if you would have told me that killing was wouldn't even wasn't even in my top three, let alone top five on a list like that, like I wouldn't I wouldn't have believed it before the season. But there's just guys that are coming up. I mean, obviously the Wesneski trade wasn't until like two months ago or a month and a half ago, whatever it was. So I couldn't have foreseen that in the preseason. But I mean, to know to see that my confidence in Steele, confidence in Thompson, confidence in a guy like Brandon Hughes, like that has jumped has that has jumped what, you know, not that I don't think anything, or not that I think anything less of Killian. I think, um, you know, he still has potential to be up next season, be a, a good pitcher for this team. But it's just some of these other guys that have come up here and done well. It's just like you're seeing all this development from pitchers. Brandon Hughes was a outfielder uh, less than four years ago, like maybe <laughs> about four years ago. He was an outfielder. Um, like it's there's just a bunch of things changing in the pitching development for this organization, which is like, it is cool to see because that that had been like the narrative for so long that they couldn't do it, and now you're starting to see Brennan. That you're starting to see you're starting to see it pay dividends for some of the changes that they made in the infrastructure. Yeah, Brennan, I have a question. I haven't asked you this, and we've kind of yeah. talked about it. and We're talking about pitching right now, but like, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about Kyle Hendricks? Like, do do you want him in this rotation next year? Like, it's easy uh, to say uh, you want him, be just because like he 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 is who he is, right? Like. Yeah, pitch game seven, pitch the greatest game at Wrigley Field ever, arguably, yeah. I think ever, in my opinion. But, you know, and, and then had some really good years after that. And, you know, we've sat on here and talked and like Ryan thinks he's going to be in that starting rotation opening day. And like, I get the respect and like all of that. But also like, what has he done for us lately? There's there's not a lot that he's done for us lately. And that's like, that's yeah. why that's the way that I see it. And so I just don't feel like he should be someone that we absolutely have to have in the rotation next year. So that's why I'm asking you, and because I'm interested in your thoughts about about him. Well, I think too we have to. I personally, I have to remind myself that Steele and Keegan have never pitched a full season ever, and you can include this season with the injuries. So if you want to compete next year, the way I think about the rotation is limit as much nonsense limit as much volatility as possible. So what Kyle has that Steele and Keegan don't have is the track record of pitching every season around 30 starts. That's huge for this team that needs innings. If Kyle's healthy, if that shoulder is truly a non-factor, then that type of precedence, the ability to go deeper into the season is huge. And I was always confused why his command wasn't playing up this season because that seems weird for a pitcher of his age just to suddenly lose his command. So I'm actually curious if the shoulder healing up is going to help that, if he's going to return to that. So all things considered, you have Steele, Keegan, other guys under team control for like, you know, four-ish more years. Why not give Kyle the shot if he doesn't work out in the first month? It's a, it's, it's a small risk, in my opinion, and it's a lot to gain given his track record. And okay. Kyle's a smart guy. Don't count Kyle out. I mean, Ryan I, I'm not even. It's yeah. not that I'm like counting him out. It's just like, can you re, like can you rely on him? Because I felt like you that's can't what rely they, on him. that's right. the thing. Like I'm not relying on him. If they, as I said, they have to go out in my mind and get two starting pitchers. Like if yeah. if you really truly want to compete next season, you can't make the argument that this rotation as it is, even with one free agent, is enough because. In, in the projections, there's going to be so much volatility. So you can't rely on him. He'll be a luxury. But if you're going to pick between, like, Keegan and Kyle, then I probably would start with Kyle. Yeah, and that, yep. I think that's what me and Luke mm-hmm. have been. We talked about this in the past. I think me and Luke have been. It's been an interesting conversation. That's why yeah. I brought it up. And where it's just like, it's an, yeah. 
it was just like the the yeah, like you said, the track record, but just like what he's done. And yeah, it, it is a what have you done for for me lately business. All professional sports are, but a guy like Kyle versus like versus like we said, like you can't necessarily trust that Keegan Thompson is going to be your thirty two ish starts next year starter. Same with Neski at this point right now. You, you don't know that for sure. But a guy like Kyle has done that for a majority of his career. This year he was hurt. Last year just wasn't good. So I think, and and I've been saying this the whole time is, he has kind of earned that spot. He's kind of, he's, he probably shouldn't be the opening day starter. I'm not saying that, but he's earned, a, he's earned the shot if he's healthy. You know, does well in spring training, gets through everything he needs to do. He's he's earned that spot to be in the rotation to start the year. Things change pretty quickly, and if he's not good, he's not good, and then they handle it from there which I'm sure David Ross will. But I I just I think he has he has earned the spot or a spot in that rotation uh for 2023 and then you just, you know, you see see what happens. And if you're talking about real postseason it, no. experience too, like yeah. that's something yeah. you do need on a team if you plan on contending for a yeah. playoff spot. I guess yeah. I just I just yeah. I guess my thing is, is like, how long do you do you sure. have that leash out for him, right? I don't think there's a. a you no, know how no. you know how you know how his Aprils go, man. Aprils yeah, in his true. career, <laughs> and like again, if the Cubs want to be competitive, if they want to if they want to be in the wild in, in the wild card or the division race, like uh, division, they got it's there, dude. Right. This division sucks. They, I agree. they have every path forward to compete next season, so it's not a matter of wild card. Like at least it's the way I think about it. Uh, and like, you can't rely on Kyle. That's because of the injury, but you can give him a chance, but it's, it's even like Kyle in a weird way is a luxury at this point. Uh, and I, that's just how I think about it. It's, it's a weird discussion to have. And it's kind of hard to like conceptualize, I think, because he's been so good and he got this injury and all this volatility, but, uh, yeah. you know, going with the, with the fifth spot and trying to give yeah. him a shot, I'm okay with it. I, I will say, you know, I did say, um, you know what, what has he done for us lately? He he did have a stretch last year where he was really good. Mm-hmm. It's just sixteen starts. Yeah, he pretty, did have that good. stretch, and I again he had he has been better more than bad throughout his career, no doubt. Like yeah. he's been there's a long no time, doubt about. Well, it. yeah, and yeah, it's, it's not been like a, two years. Yeah, it's yeah. not a, it's not a you go in next year and he's gonna you you're positive he's your guy you're one of your rotation pieces for the entire season and he's gonna lead you to the playoffs kind of thing it's not I, that's not that that's as that's worse thinking right now going into the offseason than saying saying Keegan's gonna be that guy or Hayden like I like you can't expect Kyle to considering the last like year and a year and like three quarters have not been very no. good you can't just expect them to be Kyle Hendricks again but you I, again I, th- I think you give him the shot and then you know you, you there's only there. one year left so you know if things don't work out next year then you know cut yeah, right yeah, yeah. right also Michael you know, Colada yeah, did, you see that? did you see what a, what an immaculate I, inning does it brings out the beauty of Michael Colada hi guys. hi guys looks like we you gotta, found you a gotta piece put to that the puzzle. look at the positivity Kevin. yeah you gotta I put know. that comment up Kevin Michael Colada, not that one. Not we that found one. a piece no. to the puzzle. <laughs> not that one. That one's negative. The, you got to go up a little bit more. Not the up porn bots. Not want. the porn bots. The Hi guys. That, one, that, that one. one right there. There he is. There it is. Wow. Yeah, we had it up earlier. Oh, you did? Yeah, I didn't I see it. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, yeah. It's worth hey, twice. Mike, believe good, me. Good to have you. Good remember, to have you here, remember man. a while ago. <laughs> worried about you. Remember a while ago we asked, "What's gonna make Michael Colada happy? Like what it will take." You and me, Ryan, on the show together. That's what it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that too. Brendan, one more question for you. So if Wes Neski yeah. is now the top of the excitement level for you of guys that have made it at the majors, where is he in the list of Cubs pitchers in the organization? Is he now at the top there too, or is there somebody a little bit further back where you're like, okay, Wes Neski's ceiling is here but they also still have this and this coming, and I still yeah. like that more than the potential for Wisniewski. Right. I think Wisniewski's number one in all categories, from wow. excitement level and from like the lower levels. I've been ex- I've been excited about uh, maybe Jordan Wicks moving through the system pretty mm-hmm. fast. Uh, you know, not 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 bad in Double A. I think encouraging. I was very excited about DJ Hurst. He's having some command issues in Double A, but his stuff is phenomenal. But when you consider the trajectory, the development, the number of pitch types, the success at the big league level, the team control, Wisniewski takes home every category. So I think he's number one. 
So you, th- I mean, think about that for a second. Like well, that might may- change next year, though, if when Cade Horton goes to Myrtle Beach or South Bend, though. It I'm could, just saying. for sure, it, for sure, it could. But right <laughs> now, yeah, Jackson Ferris, too. in yeah, what Jackson we thought Ferris. was the strength of the organization, organization, the pitching prospects coming up, right? Like that, that's what's coming to the major league level. To think that trading Efros in a deal that nobody expected from the bullpen might have given the Cubs their best pitching prospect of that entire list. It's crazy. Makes that yeah. trade deadline a winner, if that well, is true. I mean, like, um, forget the other deals. That alone would make it a winner. I mean, I, I remember sitting here and, and talking and seeing the chat around the trade deadline. <laughs> like, very little faith in what Jed Hoyer was going to do, do at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously not considering what he did in 2021, which those trades look pretty good now, too. Scott Efrost, a surprise Scott Efrost trade for Hayden Wesneski, who has been very, very good so far to start his major league career. I like simmer down on the on the hate. Like let let <laughs> things play out because when you let things play out and yeah. just see what guys can do, look two not even two months after trading Scott Efrost for Hayden Wesneski, he's doing this in the major league level. I think like it's, it's, this is going to transition well to our last segment about the best teams in the city. It will. Now, the question. brightest part we, of the We've city. held on to the pitch doctor way longer than I promised him. I, I was mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, you only have to come on for 15 minutes. Yeah. And it, we've been going on and on about I've, it. Brennan is welcome to join yeah, us I mean, any you night, can, honestly. You can, you can hang out point, with us. I might as well stay. You want to stay yeah, for right. 10 more minutes? Yeah. Okay. okay I, have, minutes. I have one more non-pitch, non-pitch doctory question for you. <laughs> Should the Cubs shut down Nico Horner for the rest of the year? No. Yes. There we go. Thank you. I'm not even going to elaborate on that. He, yeah. I saw him uh, take rounders and throw to first base today, throwing darts right to the first baseman. He's ready to go. Let's go. Suit up Luke, tomorrow. Luke disagrees. I just needed that. Yeah, I just don't he, – he doesn't have to prove anything else from to me, and I just want to make sure 100% that his offseason starts with the same foundation as last year, so it's as good as last year. So next year he's even better than he was this season. Like, he's shown me everything I need to see. He's my shortstop. Period. Yeah. Like I don't, unless they sign unless they (laughs) unless they trade for Otani, and that's the only request back. Then I would consider that I would actually do it. Oh man, the mental gymnastics I will have to play if that happens is going to be quite quite hard. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's not going to sleep tonight, Uh, Cody. Real quick uh, about the uh, points bet. With the football season coming, uh, it's important time to have that. We are we are sweating. the Steelers and the Browns right now. I took the mean? under tonight. I think they just uh, thirty seven. It's at thirty seven right now right with now. like what under five to go. We're sweating the under. Uh, I don't know if it, maybe if the Steelers can score, they'll cover. I don't. I'm anyway. pretty sure all the live bets I made are gonna lose. They the stink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Coastal Carolina minus two. What a great, what a what an easy bet. Anyway, this uh, this football season points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. That means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second half over bet. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get two or get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. That is a tongue twister, guys. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. So today on the CHGO weekly podcast, we do uh, Kevin K-Duck and Casey and I were Sandra and, and Lawrence. We, we debated which Chicago sports team has the brightest future. If you had to rank them one through five, you can put any Chicago sports team you want in there. We ended up with as a group, and I don't agree with some of these, so I wanted to see what you guys thought. Bulls won. Kevin loves and Lawrence love the Red Stars. So Red Stars were two. Mallory Pugh. White Sox three, who just got swept. Four Cubs, Bears five. I made an argument at the end that I think the Cubs could very easily be number one on that list. A lot of pushback from the White Sox side. And I understand this part of the pushback is they have more major league talent right now. But they have no farm system left. So in order for them to be the best future, my eyes, yeah. they have to make two to three big moves this offseason, and I don't know that they're willing to do it. They also may have more Major League talent, but as of, like, 
10, 15 minutes ago when we watched them walk into Studio B. The Cubs and the Sox have the same the same record after the All Star break. They're both like thirty and twenty eight since the All Star break. So and they've and they've won zero playoff series with that group of players. So it might be talented, but just like the Cubs after they won the World Series, the mix isn't working. Yeah, and they've got nothing to show for it. So play- I think you could with this farm system and the money to spend, assuming they spend this off season, I think it could be the Cubs at one. Yeah. Also, I, I do they too. play in like the worst division in yeah. baseball. Like even the Central, they both NL. do. They both yeah. play in NL. bad divisions. Cubs well, and Sox. I, I would. I think you can say the NL Central is better than the AL Central. The Cubs just have the most proven front office. I, 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 let, let's be honest. I, I mean, was they are a structurally well. sound organization that makes all of the right moves. They've yet to say make a move that's we're like whoa 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 whoa. Well, we right. they are they are they, they have, have made moves. Play out. They had to say they had made moves that like right away you're like whoa 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 but then you let them play out and things don't look as bad as they did at first right. glance. I yeah I get, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, I, I, I mean, go ahead, Brennan. I was gonna say you're forgetting the CHO softball team. I was gonna put them number one next year. <laughs> That's the rise true. Up. Well, they did make problem the is Ryan and I need to go out there and turn double plays together. If that happens, we're gonna beat the score. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, Brendan, do you see um, this like streetlight thing right here? Yes, do you do. see the bobblehead on top of the street? I do. do you know is who that is? Is that Nico? That it is, is Nico. Yeah. Nico yeah. This, is, this is how this is how that. we can entice you. How we entice you to come to the office? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 awesome. But, I mean, like I I agree with Kevin's points. Like you have uh, with the Cubs, you have a proven track record of executives in their front office who have won championships. Like you look across the other sports teams in Chicago right now, like you don't really that so from yeah. that perspective for the like, what are you going to trust from a national point and and you can make i i see the other ar- arguments like the bulls are the most likely playoff team out of that group so if you're saying brightest future is making the playoffs well i think the bulls have a shot at making the playoffs more than some of these other teams do mm-hmm. um and I, if you talk about the bears if the if justin fields turns into a legit star quarterback which is very much in question but if he did and you have tons of free agency money next year, very quickly the Bears could turn into number one. But I think most people, when I, when I said Cubs, were like, this team almost is gonna, almost lost 100 games this year. How could you say that? Tonight you see Wes Neski pitch and you go, spend a little money, and it's not that crazy of a thought. Right. Well, and I think it goes back to when we talked to Tom Ricketts uh, at Wrigley a couple weeks back. And the whole him saying that it's kind of been a successful season, and 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 depending on the context context that you hear that in, <laughs> it can sound laughable because just when you look at the record, the fact that they just won their sixty third game on Tuesday of the season, and there's only now twelve games left in the year, like that, that yeah, that right. it doesn't sound right, right? Like that doesn't sound right. But there are little successes in the season. Justin Steele having an Awesome second half. Hayden Wasnaski looking like this. Keegan kind of proving that worst-case scenario, quote-unquote, because that's not, not even a bad scenario, but worst-case scenario, he's a multi-inning relief weapon. Nico Horner giving you someone that, like, if the Cubs strike out on the shortstop market this year or this offseason, he could plug right in and you feel completely comfortable with it. Like, there are success mm-hmm. stories in this season that, yeah, the overall record may not be a success, but when you look at it, you're like, there's there there are building blocks here, there are foundational pieces here that makes the future look a lot brighter now than it did you know, you know, at the beginning of the season when we didn't really know and when we had so many question marks. We still have a lot, but there are there are question marks like Nico at shortstop, Keegan or Justin, you know, those guys are I've answered the call and I that's why I think we can sit here six months later now and be like, Yep. Like Cubs are in a, a decent spot moving forward. If they make the right moves, don't you know, don't screw up, um, you know, decisions that come later on. Like it, the, if they follow the path they're on right now, it's not 2026. Like people mm. keep for whatever reason trying to say, yeah. like it, they could be as good as contending for the playoffs next year. Like the White Sox, they need to add the right guys this yeah. off season, whether that's through trade or spending or both. The difference is. The Cubs have more assets at the minor league level that will help do both of those things potentially, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when I when I when I the way I look at it when it comes to like 
the Cubs being number one when it comes to the brightest future. I mean, it goes back to kind of like what Kevin and Brennan said about having, like, just from top to bottom. Like, we sit here and complain about Ricketts all we want. And, yeah, maybe you can, you can probably definitely argue from 2018 through 2020 he didn't allow Theo and Jed to spend as much as we would have liked. Uh, it clearly looks like that. Like, I don't think you can argue against that. Um, but for the most part, since – Theo and Jed came, and Tom became the owner. Like, Tom just lets them make all the decisions. Mm -hmm. And from yeah. the White Sox side, it clearly problem, is not – that's that's problem. clearly a problem. And so – I feel bad for White Sox fans. Yeah. I mean, like, that's and like, it's the same thing with the Bulls because they have the same owner, well, though I do no, like the – No, it's – I mean, Jerry gave up control of the Bulls. Like, that's – why? Well, right, but there's still the hierarchy where the right. GM – Yeah. But I, to be honest with you, so is – the Cubs system, you have Carter, and yeah. above him, the guy making the decisions we believe is Jed, right? Like, and, and mm -hmm. before that, it was – that's just kind of the new yeah. way yeah. professional it's franchises have tried to do it. It did not work before for the Bulls. To add to this, though, but, going off Cody's point, not only have the Cubs, like, have had maybe more, uh, I guess, diverse – executives controlling the player side they've also innovated the front office theo is the first president of baseball ops like you only had gms mm -hmm. running teams and now what the cubs are doing they're making like craig breslow the assistant uh vp like they're having these new roles where we're bringing in guys on the field inside the executive room to acquire players so that's also new so i think if you want it like we're not biased at all we're not like cubs guys or anything right but like <laughs> i think if we're going to make the argument from a front office management perspective uh mm. you know i follow chicago sports my entire life i like every december i cry about the bears it is completely depressing and you know other than mj and a few years with the bulls and everything you can't really trust anyone else's management um so that's kind of where i fall yeah, on right it. that's kind of what i'm saying is like because I didn't even get to the Bears. Like, every, I think everyone hates the McCaskies more than any other ownership in this city. And That's what unites the city. Yeah. And, like, at least with the Cubs, like, yeah, I know paying $12 for a goddamn beer is dumb. <laughs> Tom pisses us off sometimes. And sometimes you just feel like they don't, they don't care about the team, especially when they're trying to buy a soccer team in Europe or whatever. But, like, how overall. Much, how much was a beer on the south side? Same price. Okay, honestly. just checking. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> over, maybe overall, a little though. It, it, I, I like. I would rather have the Cubs front office and ownership than any of the other teams in easily in the city. Yeah. I honestly yes. would. Hundred yeah. percent. Like maybe, maybe AK and Mark Eversley, just because so far with the Bulls, they have made the right moves. But still, like ownership. I know it's not Jerry anymore, but still, like it's still that family. So. Yeah, it's hard to trust, and it you can't be I mean? the Blackhawks because they've torn it down to the bottom, hoping for the number one pick. And if they get the number one pick, very quickly they will move up that list potentially. But right now, it's rock bottom for them. Somebody right. mentioned the sky. The sky are old and are going to lose a bunch of players this offseason, most likely. I mean, Candace Parker. Who knows if she even wants to play next year? No, yeah. I mean right. their their key players are like going into their twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth season, like. They're it's past just, their it's prime. just a comfort thing with Jed. Yeah. Every move yeah. he makes, you're like, okay, I, you know, I, I trust it. Well, no, the only one, thing. and I feel the only more like that, that after I see Wesneski pitch tonight. Yeah. Well, the yeah. only one that I think you can say, Jed, you fucked this up, was just not getting anything for Kyle Schwarber. I yes. think that's yeah. the main I, one. I still agree. With I, that. I also, I mean, I, I don't know how much of that was, you know, but again, and that could go on back yeah. on Ricketts. You know what I mean? Like but like the whole pandemic. Yeah, from, yeah, from what kind of from thing. what we know, you know, they non-tendered Kyle Schwarber, and now he's <laughs> – I'm pretty sure he still leads the National League in homers. So Actually, Austin yeah. Riley might have passed him recently. Austin Riley's been hitting a couple home runs. Yeah. Anyway, I'll look that up. That's, that's uh, you know, it goes back to everything we said about Wesneski and everything, like the the how they've completely changed the minor league structure from the pitching in – and then just continue to develop pit, uh, position players, too. I mean, we would probably think completely different about this team if we got Brennan Davis at the All-Star break like we all expected. Could. You know, like if he had came up and, like, I don't know, gone through the ups and downs that we've seen guys yeah. like Morrell, but, like, you just he just looked like someone that's going to be here next year like Morrell looks like and like Nico looks like. If, if he gave you any kind of hope, we would completely think differently about this team going into the offseason. 
And yeah, to, to sum up the whole thing, because I know the pitch doctor has big plans tonight <laughs> big out plans. in California. Oh, yeah. We may look back and say the foundation of the Cubs building their next great team was completing the push to 63. Absolutely. Look at that. Tonight we raised a toast. The push <laughs> to 63. They did it. And it's been all roses ever since. Where were you that night? Where were you? Roses or whatever the saying goes. <laughs> I haven't lost since they since the, no. the quest ended. You know, maybe maybe we manifested a uh, you know we gave him something to shoot for. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, build maybe. on yeah. a foundation for the future. Well, see, what we did was we we gave them sixty three, and they felt they got there, and they felt relieved, and we're yep. like, no, seventy seven. Yep, seventy seven. Seventy seven. Wasneski said, "Hold my beer." <laughs> it's, like, it's like when it's like when your your personal trainer tells you to do ten push ups, and you get there, and they're like, ten more. <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what we did. There it is. Uh, Brendan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks to everybody yeah. on the chat who was with us. We know the Cubs record isn't great this season, but you guys have been super loyal as we continue along here. What do we have, 12 left? 12 left. 12 left. 12 to go. We'll be here end. for post game. Uh, we'll be doing it remotely tomorrow uh, to shoot you in the weekend. And then, uh, of course, Brendan and Corey will have a series recap on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Monday. And we'll march into these final couple games of the season. One last homestand. One last homestand. Cubs beat the Pirates. An immaculate inning for Mr. Wesneski. Cubs win 3-2. Thanks for joining us for the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Fly the W.